Hello, and God bless you. Before my introduction, I want to pray and speak a blessing to each and every person who's listening. Father, I pray, petition, and make requests to you with thanksgiving that you will bless your sons and daughters who listen to the messages and podcasts that I believe you've given me. Father, may they be blessed and prosper in all they do according to your word and your will. I pray and petition you, Lord, that they and their families will walk in divine health and that their days upon the earth will be long and fruitful. I ask you, O Lord, that we would all hear your voice clearly and concisely and that all they put their hands to will be blessed. I pray and petition you, Father, that each and every one of your sons and daughters who's listening right now, along with their families, will walk in covenant with you all the days of their lives. May their covenant blessings with you be generational to the thousand generation, Jesus, should you tarry. And I make these requests, petitioning you, Father, with thanksgiving in the name of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. I'm Prophet Beatrice Valerie Nero, and I welcome you to another episode of the podcast, This is the Voice of the Prophet. This week, I'll be sharing with you part two of this series entitled, Hard and Strange Fruit. For those of you who heard last week's message, you may recall the dream I shared with you of the fruit basket full of fruit that was rotten, hard, unripened, and strange looking. I also shared with you that before my surgery last April, there was a message that had been made ready in case I might not have been able to prepare anything during my recovery time. However, for over six months, that word was forgotten. As I was seeking our Lord for what he would have me to speak last week, God brought the two together, the forgotten message along with the dream for these episodes that I'm sharing with you at this time. Also, as you may recall, last week God ministered to us that many in the church and body of Christ have allowed their fruits of the Spirit to be like the fruits in the dream, hard, rotten, and strange. Unfortunately for many, because these are the conditions that their fruits are in, they have become accustomed to presenting fake fruits, fruits that are nothing but plastic counterfeit imitations. They look real and as sometimes might even feel genuine, but they're as fake as the hypocrites who exhibit them. Fruits are not like the gifts. God gives us the gifts, and we know that the gifts are without repentance. According to Romans eleven twenty nine, it reads in the Amplified Version, For the gifts and the calling of God are irrevocable, for he does not withdraw what he has given, nor does he change his mind about those whom he gives his grace or to whom he sends his call. Once our Father has given us our gifts, they're there to stay. He does not take them back. 
This is why there are prophets, preachers, teachers, evangelists, pastors, and leaders who continually operate in the gifts, but still show no real evidence of the fruit. They can operate in the gifts and still be totally out of the will of God. Their fruits just have not been developed and therefore they have to depend on the fake fruit, the imitation fruit. I remember when our father first revealed to me that he had called me to the office of the prophet. I was ready to go. I was so excited, ready to prophesy, minister, and all the rest. But I also remember the pull on my spiritual coattail and the question I heard when he said to me, you've got the gifts, but where are you going with no fruits? Granted, there was love, joy, and peace in my spirit that I could have easily and willingly shared. But what about the rest? It's up to each of us to allow the fruits of the spirit to develop and increase within us, but this can only be done through a true, intimate, and lasting relationship with the Father. We must be willing to allow him to do whatever is necessary in our lives for these fruits to grow. There must not only be a consistent prayer life, but an ongoing hunger and thirst for the presence of God in our lives. We must be willing to be like the fruit tree that Jesus gave the parable of in the Bible. Not only did it have no fruit, but it had not had fruit for three years and the owner wanted to cut it down. But the farmer responded in Luke 13 and 8, according to the King James Version, and he answering said unto him, Lord, let it alone this year also, till I shall dig about it and dung it. This is exactly how our fruits will grow and increase. When the soil around a tree becomes hard and impacted, it makes it difficult, especially for fruit trees to bear. Therefore, the digging must take place. For each fruit, God will allow areas in our lives to become uncomfortable. And that's what the digging represents, a time of shaking and discomfort. However, digging around a tree is something that must be done carefully and with knowledge. It's not something that just anyone can do without damaging or maybe even killing the tree. It's not for one individual to do what they think is necessary for another individual to grow their fruits. However, God in his infinite wisdom and mercy, knows what to allow in our lives that will move us from our places of hardness in order for the right nutrients to nourish us so that we may grow in the fruits of the Spirit. But the farmer said not only that he would dig around the tree, but that he would also dung it. I'm sure we all know what dung is. It's a powerfully smelly mixture of cow manure. It's the waste and feces of animals. As a little girl, I remember horse-drawn wagons 
passing on the streets that would sell manure to people who wanted it for their gardens or their plants or, or even for their flowers. And no, I wasn't in the country, but right in the middle of New Orleans, Louisiana. I also remember on one occasion when I was bringing my youngest son back to his college campus, we passed a sugarcane field. I could not believe the stench. I couldn't understand why sugarcane would stink so badly. Both my son and I realized at that moment that it was the manure that they placed in the fields to fertilize the soil of the crops. The nutrients and nitrogen in manure helps crops and plants to grow healthier, stronger, and better. God will not only allow the stinky, unpleasant stuff in our lives, but also the unpleasant people and situations to help us grow our fruit stronger, healthy, and better. This is why during these times of growth, we need that intimate relationship with the Father to keep us from running away from what he's placed in our lives that will make us better and not bitter. As we deal with those that we would rather not love, but do so anyway, our fruit of love grows, increases, and develops more. But remember, there are more fruits than just love, and we need them all. Love, joy, and peace are fruits that develop very easily within a person at the beginning of their salvation. To know that one is saved, washed in the blood of the Lamb, and will enter into the kingdom of heaven definitely helps us with the increase of the first three fruits. For some, the first time they feel real love and joy is with their salvation, which easily allows for them to want to share those fruits. However, the fruit of gentleness, kindness, and goodness are just a tad bit more difficult to develop more in some than others. It's usually not a problem to be kind, gentle, and good to others when we're in a good mood or feeling generous. During Christmas holidays, the kindness and good goodness gets ridiculous. But what happens when the holidays are over? What happens during those times when it's no longer of the spirit, but once again in the flesh? We all know that the better our mood, the better the tip or gratuity. The better the flesh feels, the bigger the Christmas gifts. But what about in those moments in times of anger, disagreements, or even in physical pain? My great-grandbaby, who's now five years old, was with me last winter for about two weeks. That winter was one of the most physically painful times of my life because of my knees and my shoulder, which were both giving me torment beyond explanation. Yet, during the time that she was with me, I continued to smile, play with her, and even let her climb in my lap because the thought of being short-tempered, unkind, or even yelling at her was not an option for me. All I wanted her to ever see from her G-Nan is love, joy, peace, gentleness, kindness, goodness, patience, long-suffering, and self-control. 
Anything else is non-negotiable. There is no way I want her to see or remember me as a short-tempered, impatient, mean old lady. Therefore, in spite of the pain I was continually suffering, I made it a point for her to see the loving, kind, patient side of her Jean-Anne. Most of us would be willing to suffer in silence for those that we love. But what about those that we don't necessarily love as much? What about the telemarketer that calls at the worst times or the visits to the Popeyes and McDonald's when they get the order totally wrong and you have to drive all the way back? And of course, this is also while you're in great pain, such as it was with me on a trip I had made to a Popeyes. It was not my proudest moment. How do you treat the person that you're in total disagreement with or even the husband or wife that you're comfortable enough with to let them see the real you? And by the way, let's ask ourselves the question, what is the real you? Hopefully for most of us, it's the person who exudes the gentleness, kindness, and goodness that's always ready to be shared with others. The only gift of the spirit that my husband Joe Nero had was the baptism of the Holy Ghost that he received while we were on our honeymoon. But when it came to the fruits of the spirit, he excelled in them all. I'm pretty sure that God knew the kind of man who would love and put up with me would need all the fruits of the spirit fully developed, ripened, and ready to be utilized. We should have fruits that will be exhibited for, for everyone, those that we love and those that we just put up with. But that will only happen when the fruits within us are real and not hard and strange. For many, their fruits have yet to reach the stage where they can be displayed and used in a way that glorifies the Father. At the height of my pain, with the face on my pain chart being the one with the biggest frown and tears, I could still be gentle, not only to my great-grandchild, but for the most part, others around me as well, except for the time at the Popeyes. And that incident was a lesson that I will never forget. Having experienced that drove deeper within me the understanding that during the painful times, that includes physical, mental, as well as emotional pain, that we must also learn the art of communication. It's in these moments that we should be totally honest and know how to say or explain to someone that we're in pain and that we're not in a very good mood as opposed to yelling and snapping their heads off. Most of us have these particular fruits developed and thankfully they are a part of our spirit man and not just being displayed like the plastic fruits on the dining room table. And in all honesty, some of this is just plain good manners. When love and joy and peace are simply a part of the flesh, it literally comes and goes at one's convenience.
When it's flesh, it's a matter of what side of the bed you wake up on or whether the person you're dealing with is someone that you deem as important or more valued as the next individual. Flesh or the fruits of the spirit, depending on which is operating through you, will determine your tone of voice, your attitude, and even your demeanor. When it's flesh, it's a conscious effort and not one that comes naturally. One thing I know, most of you have heard me say over and over again, is that flesh is not your friend. And in one way or another, flesh will betray you. Flesh will tell you what to say and do while not allowing you to think of or consider the consequences. Flesh doesn't take into consideration the hurt that we can cause another person, even those we love, when our fruit of the Spirit is hard and strange. Flesh does not allow for responsibility or self-control to be taken into account. And once you submit it to the flesh, it will continually remind you of your actions with deep regrets, guilt, and accountability. Hopefully, we all remember the episodes on regrets. Flesh is not your friend. Remember, it's the fruit of the spirit and not the fruits of the flesh. One would think that the more mature Christian and followers of Christ will have these fruits, gentleness, kindness, and goodness well-developed. Unfortunately, that's just not the way it is. It's actually been my experience that it's the younger Christians, those who are younger in the body of Christ, not necessarily chronologically younger, but those who have perhaps just given their lives to Christ, whose fruits are riper and more succulent. It's the younger, less mature Christians who are truly authentic when it comes to walking in the fruits of the Spirit. But as the need increases for the fruits to increase, oftentimes even the younger and less mature Christian will allow their fruits to become hard and strange. If you recall, one of the fruits in the dream had something I referred to as looking like a cauliflower growing on it. As I thought more and more about the dream and heard more from the Holy Ghost, I realized that actually it was a fungus. You will very rarely, if ever, see a fungus growing on a young, healthy tree. It's only on the infected and old dead trees where you see fungus developing. Last Saturday morning, I had another dream that God gave me. And in this one, some of the people in the dream actually had growths on their face. Join me next week as I share with you what our Father ministered to me from that dream in part three of Hard and Strange Fruits. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of This is the Voice of the Prophet. I ask that each of you would share this podcast with others and always remember that it's available for listening on every podcast server and app. I continue to ask you for your support through your prayers. You can contact me through my email, 
at amyeagle at charter.net. That's A-M-I-T-E-E-A-G-L-E at charter.net. And through the Facebook post or Facebook Messenger. Thank you again for your prayers and support. And may God bless each and every one of you.